Good morning, everyone. It's a joy to be back here in Grace after so long. And I'd like to thank the Lord for this opportunity to bring to you God's message. I also would like to thank the Lord for the life of Reverend Stephen Tan for inviting me to come over and for this opportunity to share the word of the Lord. Today, let me just share with you a short story as I jump into our topic for today. Long time ago when I was teaching in Grace, I got involved in sports. And one of my favorite sports is basketball. And I must say that I'm really not good in basketball. But when I realize that I am with a team, I always end up losing together with my team. And I realized that I played an important role for losing the game. And I am not ashamed to tell you that most of the time, I am the cause of the loss. So I realized that I need to do something about it. And I tried to improve my game, my play. And with the help of my friends, particularly my best friend, my co-teacher, my colleague, Mr. Edster C., Coach Edster, he was the one who tried to teach me on how to use pivot ball handling. Pivot ball handling is when your foot places on the floor without any movement while your other foot goes through different directions so that you can somehow escape your opponent which I realize is an effective way for me to improve my game. This is where I realize that in life, we can also do pivot ball handling. Now, pivoting in basketball is when a player keeps their same foot in place while the other steps away, changes direction. Pivoting is an effective way to generate speed for change of direction. You know, in the corporate world, in the business side, it indicates a dramatic shift in the direction of at least one aspect of the business. Pivoting generally indicates a drastic change for the company. So generally, it means a change of direction to improve one's performance, one's outlook in life, or one's life itself. Our topic for today is found in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 3. And it says, and they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one-fourth of the day. And for another fourth, they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. The title of our sermon today is Pibot. Let's have a word of prayer. We would like to offer to you, Lord God, our study so that it will not be us, but you who will be lifted up. So that it will not be the philosophy, the opinion of man, but your word alone. We pray that our lives will be patterned after the life of Christ, our Lord and our Savior. In your name we pray. Amen. Now that we have seen that pivot is a change of direction so that we can improve our performance, we can improve our life. Now my question, brothers and sisters, do we need pivot today? In the book of Nehemiah, we will find the story of how Nehemiah led the whole Jews to rebuild the wall. And it was during those times that after they have completed the wall, they decided that they will have a celebration, a celebration of dedicating the whole wall, the whole city. And they asked Ezra. Ezra is the priest during the time 
who was tasked to read the whole law. And here we will find in chapter 9, verse 3, that they have given so many important pivoting marks of a true believer of Yahweh. And this is where we will find four important truths of how we can apply that in our own Christian life. Let's start off by identifying those four important pivotal marks in the life of the Jews or the children of God. We know that in Nehemiah chapter 9, they have dedicated the wall, they have read, they have prayed, and they were, they were done worshiping the Lord. And after that, we can sense that after those events, we can see how the Lord really moved in their lives, that their rejoicing was even heard afar off. In Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 43, it was indicated that their rejoicing was so loud that even outside the city, people can hear them. This is a good example of how pivoting can really change the life of a person. It can create an impact that will be heard even afar off, beyond our own personal borders. Let's start off with the first sentence of verse number three. It says there, and they stood up in their place. The first important pivotal mark of a Christian is called intentionality or intentional. For a people to happen, a person must be intentional in his doings. The Jews during the time of Nehemiah came from the Babylonian exile. And they came back to Jerusalem and they knew that there was success in rebuilding the wall. And everybody, are, they're all happy. And they knew that that was the work of God. It was not their work. So they attributed everything to God. And so in all of their doings, they are really intentional. And here we will find one important aspect of their intentionality. They stood up for several hours just to hear, just to listen the reading of the law of God. For me, standing up for a few hours indicates intentional learning. And that is very important. If we become intentional in our dealings with people, if we become intentional in our relationship with God, God can really use our life to pivot towards His will and His purpose. But if we do the opposite thing, if we do not become intentional, if we do not put our efforts into pleasing the name and the glory of the Lord, then our life will just be a mediocre life. Intentionality should always be the purpose of living for God. I remember a story back in 2009 when the president of the Philippines, the ex-president of the Philippines, President Corazon Aquino, died of colorectal cancer. During her funeral, there was a parade where her coffin is on top of a truck guarded by four different uniformed personnel a representative from the Philippine National Police, Philippine Army, Philippine Navy, and Philippine Air Force. They stood beside the coffin without moving an inch. And throughout those nine-hour parade, they did not leave their post. They stood still. What was the meaning of standing still? 
paying respect. Paying respect to the person to whom they are standing for. You know, in the same way, we Christians are called to stand for God with intentionality in our hearts, to stand for what the Bible teaches against the secularism, against the system of this world. We are to stand not for what we believe, but for what the Bible says. So let us always clear this out in our mind. Our belief should not be based on what this world dictates. Our belief should only be based from what the Bible says. The second point that I'd like to share with you is found in the second part of verse 3. Let me read. And read from the book of the law of the Lord our God for one-fourth of the day. The second pivotal mark of a Christian life is called the importance. Here we will find the importance of listening and the reading of the law of the Lord. And they stood there for one-fourth of the day. Now, if we will look on the history, we will find that one-fourth of the day is actually three long hours. That's why if you will look into different versions, it has been translated that one-fourth of the day is three long hours. Now, you know, it's really difficult to stand for three long hours. You know what's even more difficult? It's when we keep quiet and just listen for three long hours. I must say that this preaching will just last for like 30, 35 minutes. And listening to it sometimes bores us. And that's just part of what we go through every Sunday. But you know, if we look at it as an important thing that we need to accomplish, the importance of listening to God's word, then I must say 30, 35 minutes will be short time for us. This is what happened to them. When they saw that the reading of God's Word should be the important part of their lives, three long hours is just short time for them. As I reflect in my life, I realize the important things are those who consumes much amount of my time. So if you would like to know what is important in your life, you have to look into different Things that you do that consumes much of your time. Brethren, what consumes a lot of your time? That, I believe, is what makes it important. For Christians to experience people in life, one must be soaked into the Word of God. It should be in our system that every day of our lives will be incomplete without reading the word of the Lord. Let this be a hunger and a thirst in us to really look into God's word and let it pivot our lives until we discover his purpose in our lives. It is my prayer, brethren, that each of us must find time in reading and dwelling on the Word of God, which is the basic importance of having this in our lives. One of the many things Satan is doing in our lives is to steer our emotions away from God. It distracts us from what we believe is right. It distracts us from our time with God. 
you know, when you look at your gadget, when you look at the, your social media, you will find that there are so many things that will entertain your eyes. And definitely, if it's not, it, it's not scriptural, if it's not Christian in a way, this will entice you to draw away from the Lord. And this is one of the effective ways Satan is using. And this happened to me several times. Whenever I watch a video in YouTube, I realize that one video is always connected to different videos of related topics. So this is what Satan is doing. Once he knew our interest, he will pop up so many things in our lives that will really attract our attention away from the Lord and towards his purpose. Away from God and towards Satan's dealing with us. So it is my prayer that our eyes will be enlightened. That our focus should not be on our interests. Our focus should be on the Word of God. The third part is found on the last part of verse 3. It says there, And for another fourth they confessed. The third pivoting mark of a Christian is called indicator. Indicator. You know, the second part of this verse that we are studying speaks of confession and repentance. This is the indicator of genuine faith and fear of God. You know, the Jews knew that they needed to confess. And so they realized the importance of repentance, the, impo the importance of confessing our hearts before the Lord. And here we will find that they devoted three long hours for confession and repentance. You know, confession, it's not just saying the wrong things that we have done. It's not just saying and feeling sorry for what we have done. If we will look into the Bible, confession, repentance, is turning away from sin, changing our mind that will result into a change of action. So it's not just the feeling of being sorry, but it's actually turning away from it, changing our mind, and leading us to change our behavior. So when we talk about confession, it's not just a simple prayer that we always say every time we confess our sin. This is an indicator of our true relationship with Christ. If we are truly repentant and striving our very best to stay away from sin and to change our action towards what glorifies the Lord. We will look into the story or the example of the Apostle Paul. In the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 20, this is what Paul said to those who are in, in Damascus and in Jerusalem. But declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. So if you will look into repentance, it's not just a simple prayer, but a solemn promise to the Lord to turn away from what displeases God and changing our action, our behavior towards what pleases the Lord. 
A repentant heart is an indicator of our genuine faith. And this expresses of our true relationship with Him. If we just don't feel sorry, but we repent of our sins because we know this is the right thing that we need to do. When our mind changes on how we look at sin, it should result in a change of our action. You know, pivot in life happens when a Christian recognizes that we are sinners. We are sinners in the hands of a holy God. Pivot will produce in us gratefulness to the mercy of God, and it will produce us contentment over comparison. It will produce in us satisfaction over selfishness. You know, it is my prayer that we will learn to repent, not just in words, but repent with our hearts. The last item is found in the last sentence of verse 3, and it says, And worship the Lord your God. The last pivoting mark of a Christian is called the impact. This is the impact of their confession of the reading of God's word on listening to the law of the Lord. And that is when they end up worshiping the Lord their God. And we will see that worship is an important part of a Christian life. Whatever we do for the glory of God is our act of worship. And this has been explained all throughout the scriptures, that whatever pleases Him in all of our thinking, doing, and even in our talking, is an our act of worship. Our service to the Lord is our act of worship. The impact is when worship changes our hearts. That impact will soon have an influence towards other people when they get to see a change in our behavior. And that's very important in our Christian life. For us to pivot into what the Lord wants us to accomplish, we need to enjoy our relationship with Him, worshiping Him not just only when we are inside the church, but worshiping Him in every minute of our lives. You know, worship is not the only thing that we do because we need God. Worship is the only thing that we can do because we love God. Do we worship because we love God? What is the impact of worship to you? It is my prayer that we all find the same thing that happened to the Jews long time ago. That people their lives into glorifying the Lord, rejoicing in their lives because it is God who made them realize that they need God and they need to worship God. It is my prayer as well that as we worship, our lives will become deeper. Our relationship with Him will grow deeper because worship is life and life is worship. I am a music teacher. And being a music teacher allows me to enjoy music all the more and use it as an important aspect of my worship life. 
And one of the many experiences that I have in my life is when I just play the piano and sing a song out of my worship to God, all by myself, in my own private room, in my own personal time, enjoying music and worshiping the Lord. You know, even if we are not good singers, even if we are not musically inclined, we can worship the Lord with songs and music. It is my prayer that we should not be concerned about what people would say. Let's not be concerned of what the world will look at us, of how they will look at us. Let us be all concerned of how the Lord will look at our hearts. Today, we have heard the four pivoting marks of a Christian. We realized the intentionality of everything that we do, the importance of reading and listening to God's Word, and of course, the indicator of our true relationship with Christ and the impact that it will bring into our worship life. It is my prayer that these things will somehow pivot our life towards the direction that will lead us closer to the Lord. And I must tell us that in this world, there are so many distractions, and Satan is using each and every part of it so that we can draw away from him, so that we can draw closer to Satan. It is my prayer that we all become wise in our dealing, in everything that comes into our lives, because this will either bring us closer to God or closer to Satan. Let us pivot our lives towards what glorifies the Lord. Let me end by answering the question that I asked a while ago. Do we need pivot today? Let me share my answer. We need pivot every day of our lives. Let us pray. Our Father, we are thankful for how you have spoken to us and how you have made us realize of the things that we have done. It is our prayer that our lives will be forgiven. All our transgressions will be cleansed by your blood so that we may see that our lives are made for you. Lord, help us to realize that we cannot go on in this life without your grace and your mercy. Help us to pivot our lives towards what pleases your name. Bless each and every one of us. Bless our viewers. Bless our health. And it is our prayer that at the end of our day, our focus is not on what comforts us. Our focus is on what pleases you. This is our prayer with thanksgiving in our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.